Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Science High School game of the week on the score, and it is round two of the Division II playoffs. West appear is here at Kakana High School. It's a four seed versus a one seed, and Kakana, being the higher seed, is hosting here again in round two. Good evening, and welcome to the Fast Science High School game of the week on the score. My name is Tony Giordano. My partner tonight is John Dinsey. And John, as we mentioned in the pregame show, these two teams have gotten to know each other very well. It's going to be a very good game. We expect a very close game between two foes that have begun a bit of a rivalry here. This is going to be their fourth matchup in two seasons, and we're expecting a pretty good game here tonight on the gridiron at Kakona High School. Yeah, you see it throughout the playoffs each and every year. You see these common opponents, top programs in the state, and like you said, it becomes these informal non-conference matchups that become these, these rivalries that I think this is one everyone had circled, right? We were excited that we got it as radio broadcast here locally for us. Um, because it's one that uh, we're all going to have the pleasure of seeing two great football programs compete for the opportunity to advance, um, or unfortunately someone's season ends. Yeah, and it's going to be a cold, a gusty night, as you can hear from our field, Mike. You hear both crowds starting to cheer as both teams group up and then run all the way out to midfield and and hype each other up. West Pier just did it, and now Kokona did it. But as you can hear, the wind blowing in our field, Mike, tonight, it's going to be a gusty one. The flags... Uh, there's about 11, 12 flags that they have here at Kakana. They're all different styles, but they're all blowing very heavily and uh, very mightily. So let's visit some of the key players for each team. First first for the Phantoms, they are led by senior quarterback Duke Schovald, who last year was second team offense, but this year led the conference in passing yards, touchdowns, and the least amount of, amount of receptions amongst qualifying passers. Over 1,900 passing yards coming into tonight, 19 touchdowns to three interceptions, and about 195 yards per game as the quarterback as well. Also for West Appear, junior running back Evan Ott will probably play a big part in this game, but not as big as Andrew Baumgart, who does it on both sides of the football. He's a running back and defensive lineman for one of those front seven members for the Phantoms. On offense, he has 33 carries for 416 yards, 11 touchdowns, and he leads the conference with 12.6 yards per carry. And then on defense, Bumgart was 2022 first-team defense last season, team leader with five sacks as well, probably someone you're going to hear us call quite a lot. Finley Dorio on the other side led the conference with over 1,800 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, and eight and a half Yards per attempt. Parker Shue, someone you might hear us call a lot in this pass happy offense for Kakana, led the conference with 662 yards on defense. John Newman leads the conference with five interceptions. And again, these are both different conferences for each team West appear of the FRCC North and Kakana of the FBA. We are moments away from kickoff. You're listening to the Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. Tony Giordana and John Dinsey as the ball falls off the tee before the opening kickoff. We're broadcasting from the OSMS broadcast booth. Kakana is wearing all black, black helmets, black jerseys, black pants with orange letters and numbers. West Appear is 
in nearly all white, white jerseys and white pants, but they have black helmets with the orange West Appear logo on them as well. The kickoff is up and away. This is the Creative Imprint opening kickoff brought to you by Creative Imprint. For all your screen print and embroidery needs, see creativeimprintapparel.com. The return is going to be snuffed out around the 25-yard line, and that's where Kakana will take over for this game. Finley Dorio will be the quarterback coming out for the Ghosts, as I mentioned. Very high-powered offense, and Dorio is a big reason for that, the senior quarterback with over 1,800 passing yards so far this season. Honorable mention on offense each of the last two years, 2021 and 2022 coming into tonight. Kakana will work from our left to right the way we see it from the broadcast booth. The Kakana K is upside down from our point of view. First snap of the game is gonna be a handoff and it's not gonna get much. West appears, snuffs it out relatively quickly. And I believe that was Aiden Reardon on the carry. Actually, it might have been Connor Kinchelow. I saw a two in there, but it was actually Connor Kinchelow getting that first carry for Kakana. Kakana comes out in 21 personnel and shotgun, runs just some zone back play, but great job by West Appear of just fitting to their gaps. Linebackers reading the flow of the back and just inserting an easy play for them to defend. Two wide receivers for each side. Dorio in shotgun with Kinchelow to his right side. It'll be a fake handoff. Dorio keeps, works towards the right sideline and is gonna be brought down about two to three yards shy of a first down. It'll be third and short. Quarterback keep there from Kakona for Finley Dorio. Went open formation, twins to both sides. Just ran read of the defensive end. Quarterback physical run, one-on-one -on -one against the corner. Actually really good tackle by the corner. See, it was one-on-one, -on -one, or a lot more yards were gonna be had. Three wide receivers to the left, one to the right. Handoff is gonna go to Kinchelow. Kinchelow stiff arms a man, works up the sideline. He's got a first down, and Kakana will continue this drive. Great job by the right tackle, reaching the defensive end. Just a front side zone play that probably is supposed to hit inside, but because he hooked the defensive end, able to bounce it outside, gets the first down. Kinchelow this season coming into tonight, 362 yards. Six rushing touchdowns on 63 carries. Averages about five yards per carry and around 60 yards per game for Kakana. Two wide receivers to each side. Kinchelow is back there with Dorio. Dorio puts Weyenberg in motion from the right side to the left side. Now trips on the left side. Fake the handoff and that's where they will throw. Throwing it to Weyenberg who was the man in motion. It's incomplete. Little inside slant by the motion man off of the fake to the running back. Looked more like a design throw than a, than a true RPO, run pass option, but ultimately the ball was a little bit low, wasn't able to make the catch. 10 minutes, 31 seconds is where the clock is stopped. Second and 10 from the 40 yard line for Kakana. Dorio in shotgun. Kinchelow to his left side. The handoff is going to go to Kinchelow. Kinchelow is going to turn the corner. He's up the sideline and won't be bounced out until the 40-yard line of West appear. Kakana went back to 21 personnel. That time the fullback and the tight end are lined up in a tight end wing position. They just sealed the edge, ran outside zone. Big gain for Kakana. 
as they continue the drive. And they're working fast. They're already set up for their next play. A fake handoff throwing towards the left side for Parker's shoe. He catches that as he falls to the ground right at the 35-yard line. That's going to be a completion for five yards, second and five coming up. Yeah, that tempo was a great decision by Kakana to line up quickly, keep West Appear on their heels. They actually ran the exact same play, this time as an RPO. So front side zone look, and then just an inside slant by the outside receiver to the twin side. This time they complete the slant, have West Appear on their heels right now. And these quick passes help stave off the uh, pass defense of West Appear that earned five and a half sacks last week against Menominee Falls. Handoff is going to go to Kinchlow once again, working right up the middle. Is not going to get much, and now he will end up making that a four-yard carry up to the 31-yard line. Third and one coming up. Back to the line quickly. No huddle. No huddle offense for the Ghosts. Two wide receivers to the right. The snap, handoff once again to Kinchelow. And he is grabbed by the ankles. He fell forward, but was it enough to get a first down? Yeah, and the officials like will say that it is indeed a first down. It's interesting, the last two plays, they've taken the twins and moved them to the tight end side. So the tight end's actually a dead receiver, but it's given them an extra blocker to the front side. Um, but what it leaves, Tony, is it leaves that tight end, or not the tight end, the left tackle is actually an eligible receiver. So we'll see if a little trick play gets dialed up later in the game out of that formation. Two wide receivers out to the left. It looks like Shue and Hall. Hall is in the slot. Fake handoff. Dorio looks to the right side. And he had a man open, but it went right off his hands. Incomplete. Yeah, good read. Just a high-low to the tight end fullback side. So, again, the Twins receivers are playing to the field. The tight end and the fullback in shotgun are playing to the short side. The run game, lead zone, is going to the tight end side. And then they're running almost like an RPO to the backside pretty consistently. That time it was just a drop back pass. Pull back to the flat, tight end on a corner route. Most common play you'll see in football. Just missed him. The intended receiver there was Tucker Hoffman. Here we are for second and 10 at the 29. Two wide receivers to each side. Kinchelow in the backfield, shotgun formation. Handoff will go to Kinchelow. And Kinchelow is upended right around the line of scrimmage. Not much of a gain there for Kakona. Good tackle from West Appear. Yeah, there's Andrew Bungart. You're going to see him on offense. You're going to see him on defense. Lindenwood College commit. Uh, one of the most impressive players in the area. Um, he was pretty unblockable on that play, yeah. making it hard for the Kakan offensive line. I actually think was, he read it wrong because um, that end bent down the line. Probably should have kept it. And that's not the guy you want to leave unblocked is no. Andrew Bungart, someone who last year was first team defense and the team leader this year with five sacks. 39 total tackles coming into tonight. Third and nine from the 28-yard line. Three wide receivers to the left side, one to the right. On the right is Nolan Hall. Dorio looks towards the left side, goes through progression. He avoids a sack, pedaling back, is going to just loft up something towards one of his receivers incomplete. Dorio taking an extra second to get up before being helped up by the official. And it looks like fourth down's coming for Kakona. They got lucky. I mean, the, the, after, you know, trying to break contain, pressure came up the middle at first. He tried to roll back out to his left. Baumgarten had looped around and forced him to stay in the pocket. He ends up getting hit by Baumgart and goes down hard on that play. 
throws it away luckily and gets it back to the line of scrimmage because I didn't see a receiver anywhere in that territory. And with the wind, Kakana will go for it, and it's probably four down territory regardless at the 28-yard line. Have to get nine. Three wide receivers to the left, one to the right. Kinchelow in the backfield. Dorio looking right. He is going to throw towards Nolan Hall. It's off his fingertips and incomplete. West Appear gets the fourth down stop. I mean, Nolan Hall is a good receiver, probably one of their best players on offense. They put him to the single receiver side and just expected him to win a one-on-one. -on -one. They put the formation to the field and said, Go, our best players need to catch the ball. And unfortunately, the ball was there. Um, the coverage was better than the throw, ultimately. Well, that's the thing is there was not much separage whatsoever. And, you know, Dorio, that was the second or third time that drive. He had to go through all of his progressions. But regardless, West Appear will take over at the 28-yard line. First play is going to be a handoff to the running back who trips up. That's Evan Ott. Turf Monster caught him, but it was a positive gain for the, the Phantoms. Yeah, he gets a big gain. He probably would have had more if the Turf didn't trip him up there. 21 personnel to start the game. So, again, you see similar offenses. I mean, a lot of these programs that you see in the area, some of the best programs um, in the area really are fullback tight end teams first, whether they're in shotgun or not. Uh, see similar look offensively from both these teams. One wide receiver to each side. Handoff is going to go to Ott once again. Ott spins off of the first contact and falls forward for a first down for West Appear. Two plays, and they have themselves a new set of downs. Five foot eight, 150 pounds. Great movement laterally, but runs bigger than his, his listing. That's for sure. Evan Ott, that is, coming to the sideline. The junior running back with... Around 650 yards coming into tonight. Five touchdowns on 142 rushes. Uh-oh, they went to the big guy. And they did go to the big guy. Here is Andrew Baumgart in the backfield. He gets the direct snap, works towards the left side. Won't pick up much. Kakana will push him back, but forward progress will make that a gain of about three yards. Big difference there <laughs> to put him at tailback. 6'2". 245 pounds. I think he had six guys wrapping him up. <laughs> uh, he did not make it to the ground, but they did pull the play dead. I'm glad I'm one, I'm not, I wasn't Holy one of those cow. six uh, with that size. He it's is an impressive-looking kid. Second and seven from the 42-yard line. Under six and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter of this scoreless game. West appear at Kakona. Three wide receivers to the right side, one to the left. Fake fake throw. It's going to be a handoff to Evan Ott who jukes a man out, works up the field, gets another first down before being brought down in Kakana territory. Nice footwork there from Evan Ott. Yeah, a real common play you see out of spread offenses now really is, is old school wing tee buck sweep. So to the single receiver side, you know, essentially anyone that has a player to their, to their gap is going to block back and everyone else is going to pull. So they have two pullers on the play, two back blocks, and a great run again by Evan. Handoff once again is going to go to Evan Ott. Evan Ott with a full head of steam is going to be upended. Almost looked like he was body slammed there, was picked up off his feet and then put on the ground by Kokona. That was, that was a dangerous situation right there. Absolutely, Tony. Brought off his feet, almost landed on his head as he was flipped completely over on that tackle. A six-yard gain, however, it's second and four down to the 41-yard line in Kakana territory. Again, West Appear working from our right to left. Baumgard back in at quarterback. 
He'll get the direct snap, keep work towards the right side, tries to turn the corner, will make a man miss and fall forward for a gain of about five, six yards, but it's good enough for a first down and West Appear keeps the chains moving. Now lined up in a, in a wildcat formation. Oftentimes in that wildcat formation, the jet sweep motion is where the read is. So you can either hand it off um, to the jet sweep, depending on how the defense plays, or keep it. That time, the jet sweep, both fullbacks just led block. They were the lead blockers, all three of them for him. He gets the first down. West appear as a team coming into tonight, over 1,200 rushing yards. They average around 4.7 per carry. First and 10 from the 36, now under five minutes left to go. Baumgart gets the direct snap once again, fakes towards the left side, works towards the right, stiff arms a man, keeps it going, and doesn't get much there. I don't see anyone down on the chains moving. They'll give him a yard. It'll be second and second and nine. That time off the jet sweep motion. The jet sweep is moving to the left of the offense, and both fullbacks lead to the right side. So he fakes the jet sweep, and he just follows his pullers in the fullback, almost like a power play. Um, good job again by Kakana sniffing out the run. Uh, Bumgard tries to break as many tackles as he can. Um, but not, met, not before just the two-yard game. Second and eight from the 34. Bumgard another direct snap. This time he pitches it to Ben Lemerand, and Lemerand is gonna be tripped up in the backfield. He was trying to cut it out to the near sideline, left sideline, and was tripped up in the backfield. It'll be third and long now. Yeah, different formation that time. The motion guy was on the ball. They put an extra fullback in the backfield. And where they had been running that power, this time they just flipped on a reverse. The one thing about Kakana is the reverse game and the boot game is, is oftentimes not going to work because they are so well disciplined. They had two guys on the backside for that boot. Reverse and snuffed it out. Big loss. Chauvald back out there to quarterback for the third and 13 play, working towards the right side. His bootlegged out that way, and he has to throw it away as Kakana had a man right in his face. Good rush by Logan Arft. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit there. I mean, I'm sure Coach Grison, going against the wind, you know, wanted to sprint out and shorten the field. So they were on the left hash. They put the trips to the field. But in this wind, it's going to be hard to make that throw all the way across the field. So he sprint out to that side. Again, Kakana very disciplined, immediately triggers, blitzes, forces that ball to get thrown before they wanted it to be thrown. Fourth and 13 from the 39-yard line. Clock is stopped at 3 minutes, 29 seconds in a scoreless first quarter. Punting formation for West appear, and it'll be delayed false start by the Phantoms. Bumgard does it all. He's lined up at punter right now. Yeah. So the, the right tight end moves before the snap. Put him back five more yards. Make this punt even a little bit more difficult going into the win. Andrew Bumgart coming into tonight. Averages about 39 yards per punt. And if he punted 39, it would put Kakana back to what the five yard line. High snap, Bumgart gets the punt away and it is a uh, very good one. It'll take a West Appear bounce right around the 10 yard line. And West Appear will touch it down. Let's see where the official marks it at the 12 or 13. Either way, that's where Kakana will take over inside their own 15 yard line. Good job by West Appear. To move the ball down the field, turn the field position, regardless if they get in the end zone or not. Now with the punt, they get to pin Kakana deep in their own territory 
with about three minutes left in the first quarter going with the win. So we'll see how aggressive Coach Binsfield is here, uh, knowing that he's got the win at his back. Two wide receivers to the right side. Shotgun formation. Dorio back there with Reardon this time instead of Kinchelo. Reardon will get the handoff working towards the left side and it won't get anything. Stopped right away by that front seven of the Phantoms. Yeah, lead zone again to the tight end. Fullback side, which again is into the short side of the field. And offensive line had a hard time getting those reach blocks as there's a lot of penetration by the West Pier defensive line. Now under three minutes left to go in a scoreless first quarter. Round two of the playoffs. Four seed West Appear is here at one seed Kokona. Winner trying to advance. One wide receiver to the right side. Two to the left. It's going to be another handoff, but instead of being a handoff, Dorio keeps. It was a good quarterback keeper. Had the defense fooled. He fell forward about two to three yards shy of another first down. It'll be third down. Yeah, really good adjustment in play call there. They put the Twins receivers into the boundary that time and off of the read fake. So the quarterback fakes the handoff to the running back. The fullback pulls and lead blocks for the quarterback on the keep, design keep play. But with the two receivers into the boundary, you get two extra blockers. Clock inches closer to two minutes. Parker's shoe is the one wide out to the right side. Everyone else is, is right in the line of scrimmage. Looks like it's going to be another handoff to Reardon, and it is. Reardon was brought down right around the yard of line of scrimmage, a bit passed by Cruz Vandenhoeven. Conceptually, Kinkana is, is, is a zone team, so a lot of times when you see players pulling, a lot of times they're next to the fullback or the tight end. So on that play, the backside player, Backside fullback just seals the backside of the play and they pull the, the other backside player to lead block where they're going. So they always end up giving themselves the edges being sealed so that players can't chase the play down from behind. Final 90 seconds of the first quarter. It's first and 10 from the 26 yard line. Handoff for Kakana. Breaks through to the second level. Does Reardon and he's brought down right at the 35 yard line. Another good run, patient run by the running back. They do a really good job as an offensive line of moving together, right, and creating the seams from the movement that they get, oftentimes laterally at the line of scrimmage instead of vertically like power teams would, like a Kimberly. Um, interesting offense, trying to stretch both defenses laterally more than up the field vertically. Final 45 seconds, you have time for maybe one Possibly two more plays. It's second and one from the 35. And we're going to get a timeout by Kakana. We'll take it with them and bring it back in 30 seconds. Still scoreless. First quarter on the Fast Sides High School. Game of the week on the score. Still scoreless. Fast Sides High School. Game of the week. Final 41 seconds of the first quarter coming. Kakana just took a timeout. Gives us a chance to remind you that when you're faced with a challenge, how you respond determines the real winners. Rural Mutual believes there's something more important than just winning or losing a game. They believe that the teams, school, and fans who support their athletes with dignity and class are the true champions. Rural Mutual is the proud sponsor of the WIAA Rural Mutual Insurance Sportsmanship Award since it started in 1965. From football to volleyball to soccer to tennis, the award recognizes sportsmanship matters in your community. This is going to be a completed pass down the field. 
into the hands of Will Clark for Kakana. Big first down now inside West Appear territory. I just have to finish my thought here. It recognizes that true sportsmanship matters in your community as well. Visit ruralmutual.com slash WIAA and see how our team and your community can work together to be true champions. Big play there from Kakana. Yeah, great job by Coach Binsfield. Take the timeout right before you lose the wind. Immediately the first thing I'm thinking up in the box is he's going to throw the ball, and he did. Off the run fake, the fullback and the tight end release vertically. He hit the open one, which was the fullback, right up the sideline. Final 10 seconds of the first quarter. Kakana trying to get another playoff. It'll be a handoff to Reardon, working left side, and it's going to be snuffed out right away. Good play coming from the second level. It looked like in there on that tackle was Bryce Borowitz. And the first quarter will come to a conclusion on that note. As we knew it would be, it's a close game because it's scoreless. Neither team has put a point on the board yet. We'll step aside as we bring it back for the second quarter in a moment on the Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. Scoreless game, first quarter. John, what do you think? Scoreless game, pretty close game, but Kakana's driving. They're doing a great job of mixing up formations, um, but really letting plays platform on top of each other. So setting things up, watching what the defense is doing. See if they can finish the drive, though. First snap of the second quarter. Kakana now working from our right to left, the way we see it. Handoff is going to go to Kinchelow, who busts through the line, but doesn't pick up much, maybe four, four or five yards. Third down is coming up for Kakona. That time, again, in a more spread look, they end up motioning to trips to the field, single receiver to the backside. Just an inside zone, probably read concept by the quarterback. He ends up giving it. What's interesting is you see how West Appear plays when a tight end and fullback in the game. Definitely their ball get off and trying to hold the gaps. It's a little bit different than when Kakon is spread out. This time, tight end fullback in the game. Watch that defensive line of West Appear. Third and six from the 25. Two wide receivers out to the right side. Kinchelow is the running back. He'll get the handoff from Dorio. He is going to be wrapped up around the 20-yard line. Are they going to give him enough for a first down? And it looks like they will. It's actually down to the 19. Yeah, interesting run. They put the tight end to the backside and motion the fullback back and forth, almost at what we call yo-yo motion. And he ends up pulling as, as like a pulling guard, and they were an inside power with him. So just a gap scheme run. You don't see a lot of Kakana gap scheme runs, but that was a big run for them as he just hit, the, hit it vertically and got about six yards to get that first down. First and 10 now from the 19-yard line. Inside the red zone is Kakana. First play for either team inside the red zone coming up. Two wide receivers to the right side. That's Shu and Hall. Kinchelow, the running back. He'll get the handoff. Working right side, and he's brought down in the backfield. Nice play. Athletic play from Cruz Vandehuvel. He was back there and blew that play up right away. Again, in that dead formation, tight end and outside receiver to the same side. So the tight end is a dead receiver in that formation. Um, but it gives you extra blockers. And in that case, unfortunately, they didn't use those blockers very well uh, because Vandenhoevel made that play behind the line of scrimmage. When you do zone, like you, you mentioned, Kakana does so much, it really relies on everybody to execute their block, and that includes wide receivers, by the way. Absolutely, especially on those outside runs when you don't have a designed RPO with it, which, you know, in that dead formation, they definitely don't have anything designed to go with that play. 
Trips left side, three wide receivers out there, one to the right. Kinchelow once again in the backfield, second and 12. Handoff is going to go to Kinchelow. He works right up the middle. Good positive gain for Kakana. He is going to be down. The official looks like he's right at the 20, or uh, excuse me, 16-yard line. It's going to be third down. Inside zone again, this time out of that spread look. So trips again to the field, single receiver to the boundary. Inside zone to the single receiver side. Good hard run, though, over and over again by Kinchelow. Great zone back. Third and seven from the 15-yard line. Hall in the slot to the left side. Shoe the wide out. Kinchelow in the backfield with Dorio. It's going to be another handoff to Kinchelow, and he is going to be tripped up a bit shy of that first down. It's going to be fourth and short. Looks like the 11-yard line. Yeah, he needs about three yards. It'd be interesting. I would assume, again, where you're lined up on the field, 11-yard line. I don't think there's any debate here. You're going for it. I think we, it's safe to say the, the wind has affected the pass game because it's been mostly runs from each team, and now it's going to affect... The kick game, this is usually where Kakana would send out Soto Sanchez to kick a field goal, but instead. There he is. Oh, there he is. They, well, they tricked us. <laughs> they got us. Well, it is Oswaldo Soto Sanchez. And there's going to be a timeout taken by hmm. Kakana. That's their second timeout with eight minutes left to go. We'll keep it, keep it here for the time being. It's interesting because West Lapeer was signaling for a flag. I didn't see any movement. I counted 11 players. I wonder wonder what they thought they caught there that quick Coach Vinskill called a timeout. You don't think it could have been a play clock at all? I mean, that's kind of what I was, I, I, I looked up at the scoreboard thinking there was a play <laughs> clock yeah. there. Uh, wrong, wrong level of football. Yeah. Yep. All right, well. Normally you see the back judge, right, signaling mm -hmm. with his hand like this. I didn't see that. Um, but the minute they started signaling for that flag, the timeout was called. So Well, either way, you got one timeout left if you're right. Kakana going through the final eight minutes. West Pier has all of them. And the win now going the rest of the quarter. That's true. Keep the kicker out there. And they will do just that. If I look up at the American flag right by the scoreboard, it's blowing from right to left the way that Soto Sanchez is looking at the goalpost. So we'll see how he catches this one off the foot. Would be the first points of the ball game here in the second quarter. Kick is a line drive right through. Soto Sanchez is perfect to put Kikona on the board. 3-0 in this second quarter. Solid kick. Great operation. Good snap. Got the ball down. Uh, everything looked clean. Good kick. And now Kikona up 3-0 on West Pier. And now West Appear will have to come out and try to put together an offensive drive. And as I mentioned, it's been mostly runs. We have th These are two teams with high-powered passing mm -hmm. games, and we haven't seen much of that at all from either side. Yeah, I mean, even on the, the long pass, you know, on the RPO by Kakana, really it's, a, it's, it's almost like a pop pass. So the tight end generally, right, is going to – release outside like he's arc blocking and go up the sideline the fullback's going to insert inside and the quarterback just reads how does the defense play those two guys 
The guy up the sideline was open, but it wasn't a deep throw, even though it was a deep gain. So even on the big pass play, it was really more run after catch. And down here, if we look right in front of us, we're on West of Pierce sideline. Duke Showvault starting to warm up. There was a couple. There was, was a on string the sideline for a while. Tony. Yeah, there was a he was on the sideline, and there was a string of plays where Andrew Bumgart was the one getting direct snaps. Right. <laughs> a lot of direct snaps. So Showvault has not had much play so far in this game. Not many throws, but Soto Sanchez back to kick off from the 40-yard line. Back deep to receive this one. Looks like Carter Schmidt. And he is now going to pitch it to Lemerand. Lemerand came all the way around, and I don't think he got much there in that big pileup. I don't know that he got back to the 20. Actually, they're going to say he's right at the 20, and that's where West Appear will take over. Yeah, great design by Kakana, but also just really good coverage. They put the ball in the right hash. They put five guys into the hash, and they kind of stacked the other five inside the hash um, in the numbers and just forced the ball to be returned to that spot as you're not going to get all the way across the field, uh, even on that reverse fake. Adam Lamers is the wide out to the right side, man in motion from left to right. Going to be another handoff, and that one stopped right at the line of scrimmage, if indeed it did get back there. Yeah, jet motion comes across the formation. Try to slow down that backside pursuit of Kakana, but not enough movement on the front side. The ball was handed off, and really no gain, if not loss, on the run play. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the first half. Here in the second quarter, 3-0 Kakana leads after the Soto Sanchez 30-yarder. West Appear trying to respond here. Two wide receivers to the right side. Evan Ott in the backfield, shotgun formation with Schovald. Ott to the right side. Schovald back to pass, looks right side, then goes to the left side. Nobody is open. He's just going to throw it at the shoe tops of Evan Ott incomplete. It'll be third and 11. Yeah, some confusion on that play. And really lucky that they didn't have a lineman downfield. Looks like they were trying to set up a screen to Evan Ott. Um, pass game-wise, all the receivers are just running routes, trying to pull the secondary with them. Um, but ultimately, confusion. Blockers didn't get out and just throws the ball away. But that is a tribute to uh, Duke Schovalt, who is a senior. And you can tell it, younger quarterbacks at this level try to force that pass, and he just threw it right at the, the shoot tops of Ott incomplete. Now live another play. Third and 11 from the 20-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right side. That's where Schovald is bootlegged out. Nobody is open, and he's just going to throw it out of bounds once again. The pass game is being shut down by the Kakana secondary, and it's a secondary that we knew, knew was going to come to play. They have 13 interceptions as a defensive unit throughout the first 10 games of the year. Yeah, Frank Martin defense are going to attack the ball. They're going to play receipt. They're going to play routes. They're, they're going to underneath routes and zone coverage. I mean, the overhang is underneath the comeback route. The corner's on top of the comeback route. It's a two-man route, and there's three guys defending it. I mean, it's it's just great defense. Um, almost being a play ahead right now, Kakana defensively. Bumgart, the punter. High spiraling punt will touch down at the 40-yard line and take a phantom bounce inside the 30. It will continue to roll to around the 25, and it will die out at the 26. That were, that's where Kakana will take over. What a punt by Baumgart to switch over field position like that. 
Tony, I've been a special teams coordinator uh, in college for about four years of my life, and I've gotten many gray hairs from players not catching an easy catch like that. That ball is a ball that's in the air, well kicked, but lands five yards behind where the returner lined up, and the returner, for whatever reason, decided to run forward and not catch it. It cost Kakana about 23 yards of field position just from where it bounced. Um, big mistake, something that just can't happen in games like this. So Kakana is back to the 26-yard line. It'll be a handoff to start this possession. And again, not much. It was just a handoff that went right up the middle and was snuffed out rather quickly by that front seven of the Phantoms. Yeah, good job by the Phantoms. Fitting run gaps, reading run first, seeing the ball given, and just attacking the line of scrimmage. Waiting for Kakana again to use that, that RPO to their advantage um, because Kakana is absolutely crowding the line of scrimmage right now, regardless of formation, regardless of personnel group. Kakana has three wide receivers to the right side, one to the left. That's Shu on the left side. Pass is going to go to the right. It's complete. Catching that one is Danny Poor. He tries to spin off of a defender and doesn't get much. Forward progress will bring him up to the 29-yard line, but it, it will be third down. Yeah, bubble scream to the trip side. Great job by the safety coming downhill and just blowing the play up after maybe a gain of a yard. It was interesting that time they chose to throw the ball when the box uh, was pretty light. Four, four and a half, five guys in the box, two overhangs right outside the box. Probably should have been a run play for them, but ultimately got to keep the defense off balance. Can't run the ball every time. And it's been a run-heavy game, so we'll see what they do here on third and seven. Two wide receivers to that left side. Shotgun formation. Back to pass is Dorio looking over the middle. It's going to be tipped up and brought in. What a catch by Nolan Hall. That's a first down for the Ghosts. Yeah, great job. Again, Kakona does a good job of the box in that scenario has six guys that are dedicated to stopping the run. The corner is walked up on the tight end fullback side. They stay two high safeties. It was interesting to me that he took the inside post on the double post there because it ran right into the safety, but the ball was so timely, thrown so well, that as long as it hit the receiver in stride out of his break, it was gonna be a catch, and it was. Two wide receivers to the left side, man in motion from the right to left. Gonna be a handoff. Working right up the middle. Nice run there from Connor Kinchel. He's been the big dog for Kakana so far in this game. Another run, and now they're across midfield into West Sapir territory. Yeah, Kakana is getting movement on the line of scrimmage and really owning the line of scrimmage right now in the last two drives, especially in that scenario. Again, tight end fullback in the game. The fullback pulls. Looks like a gap scheme run more than a inside zone run. Three wide receivers left side. Shotgun formation, fake handoff to Kinchlow. It's going to be a pass to Weyenberg, who brings it in. Forward progress will bring him to about the 47-yard line. That'll be a yard shy of a first down. Just a uh, quick wide receiver screen there to get it in the hands of Weyenberg. Yeah, I like that a lot better. That time they threw the bubble again to the trip side. Outside receivers are lead blocking. Far inside, number three receivers running the bubble but they did it off of a run fake, so it looks like an RPO. It was a design throw all the way, um, but it gives it holds the defense just a little bit longer. Now, again, on the bubble screen, it's a designed outside pass play. 
Got to trust your speed and just get to the sideline because it's a first down if he does. Third and one from the 47-yard line. Two wide receivers on the right side, one on the left, and we have a flag, and they're going to say that's false start on Kakana. That'll bring it from third and one to third and six, and we'll put them all the way back inside their own territory now. Yeah, and, and we heard it in the pregame. I mean, West appear does a lot of pre-snap movement defensively along the line. They will stunt. They will twist after the snap. And all they did was adjust, did a pre-snap pre adjustment there, and the right tackle uh, moved, and there's the false start. So regardless of, again, West appears movement, um, nothing crosses the line of scrimmage. Offense can't move. Big penalty now makes this a third and seven, third and six. Third and six from their own 48. Three wide receivers to the right side. Shotgun formation, fake handoff. Dorio throwing over the middle. Looks like that's Weyenberg who brought it in inside West Appear territory. He is brought down right where they just were at the 46, and they're going to give him a first down. Yeah, definitely forward progress. <laughs> would say he got a first down, I guess. Uh, just a pop pass, quarterback just hits the three receivers, all run verticals, all run it to the sticks. He just finds the open window, hits him right at the first down marker, and they say forward progress gives him a first down. Much to the dismay of the <laughs> West Appear faithful sitting right in front of us as we're on the far broadcast booth. I'm sure everyone on the radio heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and off to Kinchelow. Kinchelow will work right side and break back towards the middle and will be brought down inside the 45 now, down to the 42. Great job by the fullback on the zone back concept. So he lines up by the tight end and he comes across the formation. So he's lined up to the right side. He ends up blocking off of the left tackle's butt and kicks out the defensive end. That ends up creating the seam for the running back who just follows him and ends up getting a big gain again on first down. Kakana, two wide receivers to the right side, Weyenberg and Hall. Shoe is out left, and the pass is gonna be lofted up for Shoe, and it was just out of his reach, out of bounds and incomplete. That brings it from second and six to third and six. That was just Kakana saying, let's get Shoe the wide out, man-to-man -man on the left side and get him to beat his defender, and he did, but the throw was just high. Yeah, ball's in the middle of the field, and the safety because of the formation is lined up on the hash. So it's one-on-one -on -one coverage. The safety's not gonna get over the top. So as they fake the read to the running back, he just pulls it, takes the shot down the field, just missed his outstretched left arm on that play. Third and six from the 42, final minute, 41 seconds of the first half. Back to pass is Dorio, pocket collapses rather quickly. He gets it into the hands of Kinchelow, and Kinchelow nearly dropped that one. He was brought down a couple yards shy of a first down marker. It'll be fourth down coming. Yeah, interesting pass concept. I don't know if it's the busted play, busted routes, um, but essentially they took all of the receivers, ran them to the middle of the field, and just tried to leak the fullback out in the flat, but he was defended right away. Two wide receivers to the left side, one to the right for this fourth and three from the 39-yard line. Clock is ticking, it'll be under 60 seconds by the time the ball snaps. Dorio looking to the sideline, gets his signs. Kinchelow off his left hip, looking to the sidelines once again. Are they just gonna let the uh, play clock run all the way down here and get some extra yards on a punt? 
Yeah, I think it's a smart play. Use your last timeout here. And they are going to use that last timeout with 48 seconds. Run the clock all the way down. Don't give West Appear any more time than they already should get. Yeah, and by rushing to the line, you either force West Appear to use the timeout right there, mm -hmm. which West Appear doesn't want to do. If, if they get the ball, they want all three timeouts to try to score. But by just rushing to the line, you're holding West Appear's defense. You're going to run the clock down. The side judge is staring right at Coach Binsfield, who's going to call the timeout at the last possible second, which was, looks like with 48 seconds left, I would assume you're going to see a punt next. Yeah, and there you, you can't take your timeouts with you. You know, we, we questioned having one timeout for the remaining eight minutes of the second quarter, but it worked out for Kakona. Yeah. They used their final one here, under 50 seconds left to go. Yeah, and, and again, on the 39-yard line, you know, it's kind of no man's territory, but considering, you know, it's playoff game, right? Winner go home, you're up 3 nothing, um, and it's a fourth down play where, you know, West you don't want to give the West Pier only 60 yards to drive, and they have three timeouts, punt it and pin them deep. 3 nothing ball game, final 48 seconds of the second quarter. Kakana will... Look like they are back out there. Are they going to go for it here on fourth and three? And they will. Kinchalo, the running back with Dorio. Dorio will keep, work towards the right side, break around the corner, and be stripped down right across the first down marker. Right around the 32-yard line, that's a first down for Kakana. But hey, you got to work quickly here. 43 seconds. They put trips with the fullback into the boundary and just ran the ball with Dorio, one of their one of their best players on offense. And again, fourth and four, I give them credit for being brave and saying, <laughs> let's go score and win this game. 25 seconds. Dorio back to pass. He has an open man, but he missed him. Nolan Hall had a lot of room, but the throw was just out of his reach and hit off his right fingertips and incomplete. And again, situationally, right? But you can't you can't call timeout in this situation. But you got to train your players, and I'm sure they are, right? What other option does Kakana have but to throw the ball? They have no timeouts left. They just ran the ball. The clock is ticking. Off the same look, trips into the boundary. He just pulls it, tries to hit Hall on the on the quick pop pass. Oh my gosh, he was running into the end zone. If that ball is a little bit higher, and not down by his waist. Shoe and four on the left side. Two wide receivers to the right. That's where Dorio looks, throws it towards the sideline, complete to Nolan Hall right at the 20. Getting out of bounds, stopping the clock at 18 seconds is Nolan Hall. You know, you said it before, you can't take your timeouts with you. So what do we know? We know that they got to throw it. If they do throw it, they probably got to get out of bounds. And what do they do? They throw it up to one of their big kids on a quick little speed out to get out of, the, to get out of bounds on the sideline. You know, if I'm the West Pier D coordinator, down a distance, situation, get my players in position to know where this ball is going to hit, where these plays are going to be that they have to run in this situation. Dorio looks like the exact same play. Taking back to Nolan Hall, and that one was out of his reach once again. Exact same play, to Tony. Exact same play. Two wide receivers on each side, as you mentioned. Hall was just on that little out-cut route. Well, and again, with... Them with the ball into the boundary, right? So they're on the right hash offensively. They put the two receivers to that side. There's less room to throw the ball. So a lot of times that slot receiver is just going to hold the safety on a vertical route to get your one-on-one, -on -one, which is what they keep doing. This time they move Hall to the slot 
I'd expect a vertical route right here. Two wide receivers on each side. Doriel back to pass. We'll throw it over the middle for Hall. It's incomplete. Hall had it in his hands, but the ball was delivered right around his knees. He couldn't bring it in. Incomplete pass. And with 11 seconds remaining, Kokona is it third or fourth down. I can't see where the... Uh, it is third down. Uh, situational football again. You know, the, they move Hall to the slot. They put him one-on-one -on -one with the safety who's eight to ten yards off the ball. He just makes an outward cut like he's running a corner route, comes back to the post. What do we say, Tony? It's got to be a vertical route by that guy. This time he's back to the outside. And West Depier uses that timeout to talk it over. Great job. Get your kids in position to make a play. You know what they're going to run. Make sure they know what you're gonna, they're going to run. So what are they going to run? Each side, what do you think? If it was me, I'd throw the ball to the field. They're getting one-on-one -on -one with Parker Shue on the outside. The slot receiver to the field is lined up on the hash, so he is going to hold the safety no matter what. And West appear sticks in a too-high safety look, so their safeties are basically holding the hash right now. I'm going to take my shot down the field one-on-one -on -one because I know I can kick the ball. I know I can kick the ball. i got a great kicker, good operation. I'm going to go up 6 nothing, but I'm going to take one shot down the field right here on third down with a kid that's really talented. He's six foot two, and he can go up and get it. So let's see how they line up. This time they put trips into the field, pre-snap here. Shoe is split out basically all the way to the numbers as the number one receiver. The number two receiver is on the hash. Number three receiver is inside the hash. But now they move three DBs to that side to get a one-on-one. -on -one. Dorio back to pass, looking left side, pocket collapsing. He is going to be brought down. A sack will conclude the first half. Time runs out on Kakana. As you mentioned it, John, just take one shot and kick the field goal if you don't get it, but you cannot take a sack in that situation. That's exactly what happened, and we are at a 3-0 ball game heading into halftime. Well, what happens is, is because they line up in trips, and, and West Appear is lined up this way the entire first half, the corner, the safety, and the overhang go to the trips. The backside safety plays basically over the center. So your one-on-one -on -one ends up being hauled to the weak side, which is where they should have took the one-on-one -on -one then. Unfortunately, they don't. The pressure by West Appear, who pin their ears back, know they have to throw the ball, right? Got after them, and forced the sack. I mean, it's a great job by West Appear. Great use of the timeout to get your kids ready to make sure you can stop the play. I think they read it to the wrong side. I think they should have took the shot to the single receiver side. The one thing you can't do is you can't take a sack no. in that situation, especially with a great kicker. So as I mentioned, we questioned having one timeout going through the final eight minutes, and then you use it, and then we complimented, all right, that was a good timeout, but then you didn't have a timeout left for when you take a sack on third down on the last play of the first half. And if you're going into halftime and you're West Appear, John, you're down 3 nothing. you're on the road, you know, the, the odds are against you, you're the four seed against the one seed, but you have to be feeling good. Hey, we shut this Kakana team down. They have three points. This is one of the most potent offenses in Northeast Wisconsin and the entire state of Wisconsin. We have them at three points through two quarters. Well, I think we, we talked about it. You know, you mentioned it in the keys to the game. I mean, West Appear wins a game last week, right? And they're down in time of possession. I feel like they barely touched the ball yep. in this game. Kakana's been on offense, 
the whole game. They've been efficient on offense. They've ran the ball. But when they've gotten in those situations inside the 20, they just haven't executed. And they've been in positions where they've had the shots down the field to haul balls just not on him enough. And then on the post-corner route, uh, unfortunately, it hits Hall in the hands and he just doesn't catch it. So Kokona's had their opportunities. If you're Coach Binfield, you're saying, listen, we've moved the ball. We know we can beat this team. We beat them already this year. We've really beat them up and down the field the entire first half. Guys, we just got to finish, man. We got to catch the ball when it hits us in the hands. And uh, we got to get in the end zone, right? Well, there you have it. It's a 3 nothing ball game at halftime. Let's take a break. It's time for the halftime show, and we'll send it back to the Fast Sign Studio for the halftime report. And uh, when we bring it back, we'll set up the second half and, again, kind of look at the first half and how we have this 3 nothing ball game. Kakana on top at home, but not by much. 3 nothing ball game at halftime. It's the Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. Tony Giordano and John Dinsey. We're at halftime. It's a 3-0 ball game as Kakana is leading 3-0. But, John, as we mentioned heading into the halftime show, it was a chance to add on some more for Kakana, and you take a sack with 11 seconds left and no timeouts remaining. That's not what you wanted if you're Kakana. Kind of puts a damper on things, but, hey, you're still leading heading into halftime. What do you think the message is here? Well, I think like anything, I mean, you focus on what you're doing well and then you try to correct what your opportunities are. And the reality of it is, is Kakana's played really well defensively. They've controlled the line of scrimmage, running the ball offensively, and they've moved the ball consistently. They've controlled time of possession, and now they have to finish drives. I, I think that's the focus, and, and it's the focus for every football coach, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, 11 players doing their job to finish drives in the end zone is, is what we're trying to do on offense. And they just haven't done that regardless of how many yards they have. Defensively, they, they know how to defend West Pier and they've done a good job. So that's how it is. Yeah, three nothing. And don't forget, the whole point of this is to continue to move on. This is round two of the playoffs and you're trying to move up. And the winner of this game will play Cedarburg or Homestead. And Cedarburg so far in that game is up on top of Homestead seven to nothing. And again, the, the winner of that game and the, win the winner of this game will meet next week, level three in the playoffs. And uh, it's it's an exciting time of the year, John. Playoff season, especially in the state of Wisconsin. People love their football here in this state. And just looking around the area, Kimberly is up on Stevens Point, 7-6. to six. Fond du Lac up on top of De Pere, not West De Pere, the, the team we have in this <laughs> game, but regular De Pere, not East De Pere if you ask the locals, by the way. Just regular De Pere, Fond du Lac up on top, 21-7 to seven over them, and then Nina is on top, 21-0. Actually, they won that game, 21-0 over Chippewa Falls. So that's just a look around the area and continuing to move on. And we had this conversation in the pregame, but talk uh, again about this, how coaches balance playing who they're playing and, you know, trying not to look too far ahead because it's week by week here in the playoffs, but you still got to take a look around, correct? Well, to an extent. I mean, you know, I, I think the biggest thing right now for the coaches is you know, what you're thinking about is you came into this game and you prepared for Kakana, you're prepared for West Pier, and now you're preparing for how you're going to play them in the second half, which isn't going to be the same way, right? They came in, there's certain things you tried to establish that haven't worked. There are certain things that have worked, and it's going to present opportunities for adjustments. It's going to present opportunities um, to ultimately maybe feature players differently. And ultimately, Tony, I think that's probably the focus more right now, Um 
but they have an eye on what's happening out there for sure. You know who's next on the on the on the uh, on the bracket. Yeah, you know who's uh, possible to play next week. And again, all this is just to move on, play another week, live another week. And as we're here, three nothing at halftime uh, here on the Fast Science High School game of the week. Three nothing, Kakana leading West Pier. And do you think? So let's preview the second half. Do you think there are any adjustments that have to be had? Let's start with Kakana. What do you have to adjust? As, as we mentioned, you're controlling time of possession. You're controlling the flow of the game. You're just not finishing the drives with points. So what do you have to adjust here? Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, for the quarterback position has done such a good job of, of making the right reads. And, and obviously, you know, Finley Dorio is one of the best players in the, on the roster, but one of the best players in the conference. And that's kind of what you expected. The, the big difference is, is how does he have enough poise to hit those big plays down the field that he's had the opportunity to because they're there, right? So I think if there's any adjustment they're going to make, I think right now it's getting him easy throws and getting the ball in the hands of his talented outside players so that ultimately he can be confident when he's got to make that throw down the field that he's just missed by inches a couple of times, but he's missed all three opportunities he's had. For West appear on the other side, the Phantoms, you know, you'd like to think there'd be a lot to analyze, but they haven't touched the ball a whole lot. There hasn't been much of time of possession, as we mentioned, for West appear But what they when they do possess the football today, it's been mostly running with Evan Ott and uh, Andrew Bumgart. Do you think that changes at all? You have to start throwing the football. You have a very potent passing game with Duke Schovald and some of these talented wide receivers. Do you think you start relying on that facet of your offense a bit more? You know, what's interesting is when you're – when you're philosophically two things on offense, right? So you have a really good quarterback, you're running the ball out of spread looks, and then all of a sudden you bring in big, talented, scholarship athlete to run Wildcat with. It's hard to get in any flow offensively. You're putting two different quarterbacks in, you're running two different offenses. It's not easy for a play caller to do it. Now, if anyone can do it, it's, it's Chris Grayson. But I think what they have to do coming into this half is they just got to find an identity. Who do they want to be? What are what did they see that they can execute on and take advantage of Kakana? And I will tell you, you're not going to get Kakana to budge and play undisciplined defense. So reverses, boots, that is not the way to beat Kakana. I am pretty sure Coach Grison is aware of that after the first half. This so far has been the lowest scoring matchup between these two teams. They've only played four games, but they played all four games, this being the fourth, in the last two seasons. And again, as we mentioned uh, towards the top of the broadcast and in the pregame show, first game they ever played, or the first game they were supposed to play was in 2020, and we all know that game got canceled with the season. Yeah, then the first time they played was week two of last season. West Pier got the 43-42 victory right here at Kakona High School. And then they, the next time the two teams met was level four. The winner goes to the state championship, and West Pier got the better of Kakona winning 26-7 to there. And uh, West Pier ended up losing in the state championship game to Kettle Moraine by a score of 27 to nothing. And then the third time these two teams met was week two of this year. Kakona got the 25-22 victory at West Pier. It's been all road teams so far. Granted, level four last year was a, at a neutral site, but you know, home field advantage, you think it plays some, some bit of a factor. So what you're saying is we're going to see a lot of points, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that's what has happened in this series, and we didn't see it in the first half, so... You'd expect more points. And, and, again, with the offenses that are that line up, up out here in this game, uh, I think we were expecting more points. So I would not be shocked if uh, things get opened up a little bit more, especially in the West Pier end, 
right, to, to get some more success, get some rhythm, find an identity, um, because three to nothing is not how this game is going to end. No, I think that's very safe to say. But we'll see how the second half plays out. We will take our final break of the halftime show and bring it back for the second half kickoff. We're about two and a half minutes away from that second half kickoff, so we'll step aside and bring it back shortly. It's still 3 nothing here at halftime. Kikana leading West appear in round two of the Division II playoffs. You're listening to the Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. It hits you. It cuts right through you out there. It's... It it certainly does. It's the Fast Science High School game of the week, and the wind is it is uh, very heavy. When I first got here to the OSMS broadcast booth, I usually I open up the windows, you know, when it's still kind of warm outside, like September, October, you take the windows <laughs> out. Uh, the windows are fully closed here. Not tonight. Yeah, not tonight. You keep them closed. I opened it up, and a gust of wind hit me, almost blew my papers all over the place. I said, all right, we're going to close these windows tonight. I, the first thing I notice, I'm walking down on the field with the Kakana players coming over to the sideline here, and the West of Pure sideline, there is a coach. Got to be an O-line coach. Always an O-line coach. He's in shorts. Shorts <laughs> and a polo. And then I see Coach Grison, and you know he, he was drafted in 99 in the NFL, that time period, right, John Gruden's a head coach in that time period. He's got the white visor on. He's got the khakis on. And he's just got, like, a pullover on. Just the classic, you know, early 2000s NFL look that he's used to. And I'm thinking to myself, as I look at that coaching staff, they are going to be so cold by about the third quarter as the wind is just crushing their sideline right now. So that's the home field advantage, Tony, here is if you're on that Kakana sideline, you're protected by that huge grandstand behind them. Yeah, if you're a player at the high school level and you play for a head coach who was an NFL <laughs> quarterback in the late 90s and early 2000s, I mean, if you look at Chris Grayson, he just looks like someone who says cold is a mindset. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. Just shakes it off. And says you're going to coach in a white visor, right? <laughs> Steve Spurrier, John Gruden, myself, I, when I coached in college, my first year coaching in college was 2002. I coached through 2012. I think I wore a white visor till about 08, 09, because everyone did in college uh -huh. at that time. Sure. So, oh, classy look. It is the second half kickoff. West of Pier will take this one in. They're working from our left to right. West of Pier taking this one out Ooh. by Ben Lemerand. He will be yeah. knocked out of bounds near the 30-yard line, a bit shy of it, however. Big face mask there. You can see the penalty flag on the on the ground. Looks like they twisted him down by the face mask. Second half action underway. Fast Science High School game of the week. Will be indeed be a face mask call. Yeah, luckily he popped up pretty quick because that did not look very good. All right, so three nothing. West Appear is behind Kakana, but they get the ball to start the second half. And out there is their quarterback, Duke Chauvald. Chauvald led the FRCC North with about 2,000 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, fewest interceptions with three for qualifying quarterbacks. One of the best quarterbacks in the conference in all of Northeast Wisconsin taking the ball here. Drive will begin at the 33. Motion from left to right side. It's going to be a handoff to Evan Ott, who will work towards the left Sideline, far sideline, the way we see it from the OSMS broadcast booth. Not much of a gain there. Now about two, three yards. Line up in 21 personnel. Motion the twin receiver across again on that jet motion. Trying to run lead zone to the backside, and they get a couple of yards, but 
Connor's defense just stout, disciplined, um, do a good job. Second and eight now from the 35-yard line. One wide receiver out right, two to the left. Shotgun formation, Evan Ott to the right side of Chauvald. Chauvald gets the snap, looks towards the right side, looks back towards the left side, airs it out, and it will be complete. Not much of a gain, though. It's going to be third down. Yeah, off of that sprint out action that they had done earlier in the game, uh, the fullback tight end is lined up as a wing. He kind of hooks so that the quarterback can sprint out and, and throw to the receiver to the one receiver side. This time they threw a throwback screen away from the sprint out, but it really didn't go much of anywhere. It was a little surprising knowing how good West DePure has been in their screen game. It, thing Coach Binsfield talked about in the pregame. Um, that's really only the second screen we've seen. Again, they haven't had a lot of plays, so it's hard to get into that rhythm. Maddox block. And Adam Lamers on the right side. That's where Schovald is looking. He doesn't have an open man. He will scramble out towards the left and just dump it down incomplete. And that's how the drive will conclude. Fourth and eight coming up for the Phantoms. Yeah, interesting again, you know, based on Schovald not being able to see receiver down the field open. Um, and how the offensive line played. I don't think it was a screen. Looked like they were trying to wheel the slot receivers and curl the inside or the outside receivers, but there was no one open on that play. And unfortunately, it's a three and out for West DePier, who cannot find a rhythm offensively right now. Cavanaugh Weyenberg has his heels at the 25-yard line to take in this punt from Andrew Bumgart. It is a fairly good punt. Weyenberg has to come up, and he lets it drop. And, John, <laughs> your head dropped right when the ball dropped. It was not caught, and it will be downed inside the 25 around the 22-yard line. I just hope, I just hope when he walks to the sideline and he talks to coach, where there's a coach walking towards him right now, that he lost it in the lights because that one was about a yard away from him that that one bounced. So, again, it's going to cost Kakana about seven yards of field position, not as much as the last one, but this ball's got to be caught in the air. Fair catch it, secure it, save your offensive field position. Again, especially because... We're going into the wind here in the third quarter. And he looked like he was going to catch it. He was running up towards it, and then he just let it drop, yeah, drop yeah. right as he was getting close to it. All right, two wide receivers to the right side. It's going to be a handoff to Kinchelow, working left side. Makes a man miss, turns the corner. He's up the field, a first down. Nice gain for Connor Kinchelow and Kakana to start this possession. Just a great cut by him. He, he ends up out on an outside stretch zone is what it looks like. He ends up putting his foot in the ground. Basically looking like he's going to hit inside between the guard and the tackle and then takes a lateral step back outside and bounces the ball to the outside, gets to the sideline, makes it a big gain because he bounced that ball outside. 3-0, Kakana leads. They have the football with 10 minutes, 30 seconds in the third quarter. Low snap, dug out by Dorio, who gives it to Kinchelow, and Kinchelow is through the defense. Kinchelow will be brought down inside the 25. Big gain for Kakana. On the ball, they want him on the ball. They want to run another play. They're going to work as quick as possible. Hand off again to Kinchelow. <laughs> I'm always amazed, Tony, when you know you sprint up to the line after a big long run like that oftentimes you end up running the same play i mean literally kakana's done it twice they've run the same play back to back times but you hand the ball off to a guy that just ran 40 yards down the field he's probably a little gassed right now yeah you think <laughs> and he's still back there 
in shotgun formation. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Big handoff, looking for Shoe in the end zone. Parker Shoe reels it in. Kakona with a touchdown. And that's ultimately why you do what you do. I mean, at the end of the day, wh whoever you talk to as coaches, they always say you got to establish a run. You got to establish a run. You got to establish a run. Reality is, you got to run the ball enough to make people believe you're going to throw it. And that is the same action on the same play three times in a row. This time he pulls it. Shu has been running a vertical route over and over again. Because the ball was pulled, he beats the corner one-on-one. -on -one. Ball is thrown perfectly into the corner of the end zone. And this time, it's completed. Oswaldo Soto Sanchez out there. End over end kick makes it 10 to nothing. And all of that was set up by a 42-yard run from Connor Kinchelow, taking them from the 38 of their own territory all the way to the 20-yard line in West Sapir territory. One play in between, but then the score, 15-yard touchdown pass from Dorio to Parker Shue, making it 10 to nothing. And now if you're West Sapir, you're behind by two scores now. Yeah, and, and, and again, the rhythm that they have to find on offense is where this all starts. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Connor Kitchelow, that it's a great job by him to bust an inside run on an inside zone. His lateral cut that he made to bounce the run to the edge to get the, the big gain on the first play of the half. And then ultimately putting, you know, the safeties in the corner's eyes in on the run game to beat him on the deep pass. It's all great, but it's still only 10 points offensively right now. If you're West appear, 10 points is something you expect by this point in time. And they got to find a way to get it done because right now, uh, offensively, they look lost. Considered at halftime there, John. This game is not going to finish 3 nothing, And uh, here it is, 10 nothing already. <laughs> yeah, Kakana answered quickly. And, it, it, you know, we saw it in the first half. The pass play that Dorio hits was there twice, if not three times in the first half. It just wasn't completed. That's what West Pier needs to find, whether it happens through the run game or the screen game or special teams. As Carter Schmidt... Dropped the football. He put it on the ground in his return. The officials are meeting right at the 30-yard line. Who are they going to say has this football? And I think West Sapir will keep it. Maybe he was down by the time that ball came out. But I, I think he would have had to been because the only player on the ground was yeah. a Kakana player. It looked like he had it. Wow. So they will mark it down at the 30-yard line, and on comes the West Sapir offense, which has not mustered much of anything against Kakana. It's now 10-0. Third quarter, 9.37 on the clock. Black in motion from right to left. Looking downfield to Schovald. Airing it out for Lemerand, and he brings it in. Lemerand, a catch. He's down at the 35. West Appear comes out swinging. I love it. Absolutely love it. Off of play action, post flat route. He ends up completing the post in the middle of the field, and a ball that Lemerand just goes up and gets Coaches have to put their athletes in position to make plays, trust they'll make plays. Lemeron did, and that's the juice that the Phantoms needed. That is a 35-yarder, 30-yard line of their own territory to the 35 of Kakana in just one play. Again, West appear working from our left to right. Two wide receivers to the right side. Now a man in motion from left to right. Chauvald will keep. Look towards the end zone. Will throw back towards the left side, and that's going to be picked off. West Appear. One play set them up inside Kakona territory. The next play, they throw an interception. 
That's the uh, world famous tight end leak play where you're sprinting out to a side or you're booting to a side. The tight end basically blocks down and then leaks to the backside. You try to throw it back to him. But as we've talked about since the beginning of the game, the Kakana defense uh, doesn't play undisciplined football. They are not going to give up reverses. They're not going to give up throwback passes. They're not going to give up leak passes. They're not going to give up boots. That's not what they do. They play with overhangs. The overhangs defend that stuff. And that's not the style of football that's going to win against this defense. So Kakana takes over at their own 17-yard line. It'll be a handoff to Aiden Reardon, and he pounds through the middle and is going to be oh, brought down yeah. across the 30. Some late laundry, but it looks like two of them, so... And it's going to be holding on offense for Kakana. This play is coming back. Well, let's take it back to the interception. That's the first interception in his fourth game that he's played against Kakana for Duke Schobel. First time he's thrown an interception, he's thrown six touchdowns. So that's the first pick, and it comes at a costly time when you needed some momentum. You needed to put some points on the board in that possession. Yeah, and again, off of that sprint out look, they really sealed with that player that they ended up trying to throw back to. Play design-wise, it's a beautiful play, but the backside overhang isn't held by anything. So when the play goes away from him in this defense, he's going to fold back to the middle of the field. Tight end runs right into him. Hand off to Reardon once again. And this is another solid gain. He'll be brought down across the 15. Mark him down at the 17. And it seems like Connor Kinchelow is getting a breather after <laughs> that big 42-yard run. And then they hurried up and then gave it to him once again. Didn't get much on that second carry, but... Getting some Gatorade on the sideline, Aiden Reardon getting some reps now. I've seen Kakana, you know, already this year, but just watching him today, seeing him in person a second time, they just they just feel different. They're they're impressive athletically. They're big, they're strong, they're physical. But Kitchello live tonight is better than I've remembered him seeing him on tape all year. Reardon's in the backfield once again. Handoff is going to go his way, working up the middle, and we'll be brought down by Carter Schmidt after a gain of about two or three. It's going to be third and long coming up. Up to the 22-yard line, so about five yards. They get to a third and five position. So good job by Kakana to get back in a favorable or, or realistic position, third and five with the two inside runs. You know, it's, again, you give Kitchell a little break and, you know, Nothing really feels like it's being lost as Rudin comes into the game. Rudin stays in. Kitchelow stays on the sideline. Two wide receivers spread out to the right side. No wideouts to the left. It's going to be a handoff to Reardon. Reardon working right up the middle. He's going to get a push behind him forward right around that first down marker. Let's see if they give it to him. He's a little short. Not much, but I think he's short. No signal just yet. And they're going to say fourth down. So it's going to be fourth and short. Yeah, it looks like the 26-yard line is where they ended up. Ooh, John, you're backed up in your own in your own field here at the 26-yard line. Fourth and one. <laughs> I'm punting the ball, Tony. Spears playing it safe. I'm punting the ball. Ten nothing. You're against the wind. There's no advantage for you in this situation. But listen, I ain't coaching today. I'm standing, standing in the box. And they're going for it. Shotgun formation, handoff to Connor Kinchelow. They bring him back in, and he's got the first down and more, but he's tripped up. Nice ankle tackle from the defensive back, Miller Marquardt, tripping up Kinchelow, who had a full head of steam. And there's a couple phantoms down on the field 
with an injury here. Including Bumgart. Yeah, he has Andrew, a hard time getting up. Andrew Bumgart is not putting weight on that left ankle, and that is huge for the Phantoms. You know, I said it earlier when the ball got thrown down the field by West Depier and, and you know, kind of that, that pressure that was on the sideline and got lifted. I said, coaches got to put players in positions, you know, to make plays and win games. And with the way Kakana's offensive line has moved the line of scrimmage, I give Coach Minsfield all the credit in the world for just being aggressive and trusting his kids. You know, he lined up with two wings next to his offensive line. He put the extra receiver to the side and said, you know, our players are better than yours. We're going to get this first down. So give him a ton of credit, especially at this stage of the game. First and 10, low snap. It's going to be dug out by Dorio. Dorio looking downfield. He'll air it out. Incomplete. Out of reach intended for, it looked like Cameron Dorn was the intended receiver. Yeah, it looked like they had just subbed in that situation. It looked like at the tight end and at the fullback position, kind of a unique situation to then take a shot down the field. They take a shot down the field. Same pop pass concept that they hit earlier in the game, but Westerbier did a great job of just staying on top of those deep routes, making the throw hard, which couldn't complete. It's going to be second and 10 for Kakana. Bumgard still down on the sideline, getting looked at by the training staff. We'll see if he's able to come back into this game. Another low snap, dug out. Hand off to Reardon. Reardon breaks through that first wave of tacklers and is going to be brought down near the first down marker. Looks like it'll be second and inches from their own 48 for the Ghosts. They well, first down? They, wow. just, yeah, they just gave him a first down. That that line judge right here was not no, in they, position. They he still have the third shy. down on the box there. <laughs> hasn't switched it yet. There we go. There it is. First down. Okay, well, new set of downs for Kakana. Under five and a half left to go in the third quarter. Another handoff to Reardon, and he is brought down right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard ahead. It's going to be second and nine. You know, you had mentioned it earlier in the game how important it is for the receivers to block, you know, in this run game and in a zone concept. And it, especially right now, they're putting the two twins receivers into the boundary with the fullback. So they have three blockers to that side. They're running the zone to that a lot of times, using those receivers as lead blockers on the zone play. This time they spread them out. And off to Reardon. Reardon on the right side. Right at the numbers, it's going to be tackled across the 40. Mark him down at the 37. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. West Pierce stays in their too high safety look, regardless of how the line of scrimmage is being moved. And they just don't have enough guys in the box right now uh, with that extra tight end or fullback in there sealing the edge. I'd expect the same play right now. And it is going to be a handoff to Reardon, who breaks right up that middle. And, man, West Pierce is really reeling without Andrew Bumgard on the field, who, by the way, an update, was helped to the benches. He was lying on the ground on the sideline, had to be helped, not putting any weight on that left leg, and is getting looked at on the benches now, so it doesn't look like he'll come back, at least for this possession. Yeah, big loss in the middle of that defense. And that's exactly where Kakana continues to exploit. Another handoff right up the middle, this time for Kinchelow. It doesn't get much but still positive yardage, it's gonna be second down. Three wide receivers left side. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, Kakan has been moving the line of scrimmage, whether or not Bumgart was in the game or not, but now, right now, the line of scrimmage is just getting displaced by Kakana's offensive line. Dorio back to pass, looking left side, pocket collapses, scrambling out right, and throws 
but it's incomplete. It was intended for Nolan Hall on the right sideline, and it was incomplete. Nolan Hall kind of had to spin around, spin back towards the field of play to try to reel that in and wasn't, was not able to do so. Yeah, it looked like a little bit of miscommunication as I think Tailback was expecting to get the ball, uh, kind of had to react late to some pressure and try to help in pass protection. Um, be interesting to see how, you know, Kakana attacks here now second and long with the success they've had in the run game, trying to get back to a favorable third down position. Handoff for Kinchelow. Kinchelow using nice patience will bounce it out towards the right side but will be dragged down near the line of scrimmage. Maybe a gain of a yard or two. It's going to be third and long. Yeah, again, the Kakana offensive line continues to just displace the line of scrimmage. Be interesting for me to see if West Appear begins to get out of that too high safety look and put some more men at the line of scrimmage, try to stop the run. Regardless of the formation, they need the guy that's in the box to be able to stop the run. Three wide receivers on the left side. Dorio back to pass, airing it out towards the right side. He's got a man, but it's overthrown towards the back corner of the end zone, intended for Nolan Hall. Incomplete pass, it's gonna be fourth down. It's interesting when Kakana has run the ball primarily out of trips, so this time they had trips to the field, single receiver to the back side. Primarily when they've ran the ball, they've ran the ball to the single receiver side. This time, the running back lined up on the single receiver side, pretty much indicating the ball was gonna be thrown. West Pierce stays in their two high safety look, does a great job of just stopping any momentum Kakana had with that play. And it's going to be a field goal here from Oswaldo Soto Sanchez. Does it have enough? It's good. What a kick by Oswaldo Soto Sanchez with the wind coming right at him. Absolutely critical stop for West Pierce to force that field goal. Good adjustment again defensively. Uh, to make sure that they could get the stop. Now on the kick, ball looked a little bit low coming off of his foot, but again, kicking into the wind, which has died down, Tony, it looks like in comparison to what it was doing at the beginning of the game, you have to drive that ball low. So he does, he keeps it low, gets over the crossbar, and here we are, 13-0, but still a two-score game because they didn't give up the touchdown. Soto Sanchez came into the game tonight Three for three in field goals. He's two for two tonight. Not to mention, with the extra point, he is now 28 of 29 on the season. So a very good kicking staff that Kakana has. And it makes it a 13-0 ball game. Andrew Bumgart, by the way, still getting looked at by the training staff on the sideline. He has that left cleat off, so I wonder if it's a lower leg injury. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't able to put any weight on that leg. Shoes off. I mean, hopefully, you know, he's okay. They can tape up his ankle and get him back out there. Uh, not hurt seriously. Listen, you know, if you had the Kakana kicker on your fantasy team this week, you're <laughs> super happy right now. You got seven points. Uh, and he's, he's a special player, man. He's a good player. And this is going to be a bit of a bouncing kick. Going to be taken in. From West of Pier, right around the 30-yard line. They'll take it up the uh, right sideline the way they see it. And we pushed out of bounds right around midfield. Turning that, returning that kick was Maddox Black. Interesting strategy. They have Kavanaugh Weinberg in there to kick the ball and just kind of kicks a low-line drive. Ends up going to one of the front linemen. But, you know, instead of kicking the ball deep, which, again, with the wind makes sense. They didn't want to kick the ball deep. 
that ends up putting West Pier in a position where they're now on the 49-yard line and are going to play with the shorter field. Their own 49-yard line, that is. Look at this. Back there is Evan Ott putting a man in motion. He takes the snap himself, works towards the right hash mark, and good positive gain, picks up a chunk of about seven. It'll be second and three. So they put Evan Ott in the Andrew Bumgart role. Yep. Played the, the Wildcat formation with him. That's how they're going to try to get a little bit of juice, get the offense moving. And now they're on the Kakana side of the field. Under two and a half minutes left to go in this third quarter. 13, nothing the Kakana lead. Hey, look at this. Duke Showald is the wide out towards the right. And it's going to be a direct snap to Evan Ott. Ott, and this place is going to be blown up in the backfield. I think maybe Ott, they'll give him back to the line of scrimmage, but that's about it. It's going to be third and... The scoreboard shows one, but I see two. Third and short regardless. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, you line up in that formation, and, and you probably catch Kakana off balance a little bit. You line back up in it, and you run the same play. You fool Kakana at all. And as always, the offensive line comes up to the liner, signaling first down <laughs> as the running back is about a yard and a half, if not two yards behind the of line course. of scrimmage. Got to sell it. So, again, there's Duke split out at receiver. Let's see if a throw comes here eventually. It's going to be a handoff to Evan Ott. Ott will push forward, keep those legs churning, and he's got a first down. No, they tricked me because they put him in the, in the backfield that time. Played with the fullback, played with another back in the backfield, and just ran lead behind both of those players. Got great movement by the offensive line to get the first down. West appear big critical drive that they're going to try to finish here in the end zone. First and 10 from the 38 yard line. Evan Ott will get a direct snap once again. He'll keep it himself, work towards the right side and he's going to be hit in the backfield, fall forward for maybe a yard or two. It's going to be second and eight. Just a staple of really good Frank Martin Kakana defense is the overhang to that side, just forces, takes on the lead blocker, the fullback, forces everything back inside. And as a, as a result, he gets forced to the pursuit of the defense and only can get two yards. Again, the overhangs for Kakana are so critical to this defense and do such a good job of minimizing the, the gaps, right, or the potential of the offensive play. Second and eight from the 36. Showvald gets the snap, fakes the handoff, fakes the misdirection, and now dumps it off to Evan Ott. Ott will keep it himself, and he'll fall forward for maybe a yard. But West Appear has gotten conservative with their play call after the interception on the last drive, and it's going to be third and seven. Oh, Tony, I don't love screens. I don't love reverses. I don't love any of this stuff right now, okay? <laughs> Not that I don't love the play calling. I just know Kakana is not going to play undisciplined football. So not only did they throw a screen, Tony, to one side, they faked a reverse to the other side, and guess who were there? Both overhangs of the Kakana defense. Just waiting. And they stopped it right in its tracks. It's 13-0, and we're going to head to the fourth quarter. Kakana on top by that score. We'll bring it right back on the Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. Third and eight on the Fast Science High School game of the week. West appear at the 36-yard line. Showvald back to pass. It's a complete pass right around that first down marker and continuing to turn the legs forward for a first down as the receiver looks like that was complete to Joseph Reisenberg. Reisenberg, excuse me. Reisenberg's first catch, first time we've said his name in this game, and it's the first play of the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, great job. A little whip route, so he bends inside like he's running a shallow route, folds back to the outside, runs like an out route. It's just one-on-one -on -one with him against an inside linebacker, and he dragged him for the first down. Just great route, great read by Shoval. The one-on-one -on -one matchup that you knew you were going to win if you can get the ball in his hands. Griesenberg came into today, 24 receptions, 306, and third in the conference with six receiving touchdowns. This is a direct snap once again to Evan Ott, and Ott pushes forward. Good gain. Hey, this play is still going. I thought it was died out, but Ott got pushed backwards. Forward progress. We'll give him a solid gain of about six or seven. Inside the red zone now are the Phantoms. Yeah, the, that Phantom offensive line get movement, and Kakana says, hey, we're going to bring reinforcements in. Looks like about four 300-pounders just came in the game. Holy cow, is that an adjustment? Bringing in the heavy set, <laughs> to say the least. You will not run the ball against us, <laughs> is what they're saying. And it is a power formation. Direct snap to Ott. Ott hands it off. Back to pass is Riesenberg. Riesenberg has defenders in his face. He throws it towards the end zone off a receiver's hands and incomplete. That would have been a pretty play if they capitalized. Design pass play design throwback pass to hall who's trying to or to odd who's trying to leak out of the backfield but again kakana defends the backside throw riesenberg has to stay front side almost ended up completing it still but man those overhangs of kakana just stay home weren't able to complete uh, the, the trickeration there on the play 13 nothing the score 10 39 remaining in the fourth quarter West appear working from our right to left, the way we see it. Direct snap to Evan Ott once again. He's being flushed out right. Gets some good blocking, but Kakana working laterally defensively. Stops that play out rather quickly. Yeah, it's super impressive play. The overhang that time takes on the lead blocker and just punches him right in the mouth and forces Ott to have to bend back inside, who does a great job of, of avoiding a lot of the Kakana defense with his speed, but Kakana rallies to the ball. They pursue so well to continue to just rally around the ball over and over again and make life difficult for the West Pier offense. And by the way, they did give him a first down in that wow. play. And Evan Ott is back there to take the direct snap once again. Man in motion right to left side. Evan Ott takes it right up the middle, right towards the trenches, and will get a handful of yards before being pushed backwards by the pile. Interesting to me that, you know, as Kakana adjusted and played, you know, th their heavy set defensively, uh, West Appear has stayed in this offense, it, which has really given him a spark. Uh, but that inside run becomes harder and harder with the size of that Kakana defensive line right now. By the way, Andrew Baumgart has his shoe back, has his cleat back on, standing on the sideline by himself. Doesn't have a helmet in his hands. No. So that must mean must mean that the training staff has taken that helmet away from him. Yeah, it's not on the bench either. So I, I, I don't think, unfortunately, we're going to see him again. And we are going to have a timeout from Kokona. That gives us a second to remind you about chocolate milk. Got muscle? Athletes of all levels need to train to build muscle and rebuild and repair muscle after they practice and compete. Containing 13 nutrients, white and low-fat chocolate milks, high-quality protein offers athletes an edge over traditional sports 
and other protein drinks. That's why so many professional athletes include milk as a core part of their training diet and recommend milk for aspiring athletes as well. Learn more at GunnaNeedMilk.com. Brought to you by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. 13-0 is the score. 9-10 remaining in the game. We're in the fourth quarter here. Kakona on top of West Appear. And if you're the Phantoms, time's running out. You have to start putting points on the board now. Yeah, it's a great timeout by Kakona, though, as West Appear comes out with Shoval at quarterback, spreads the field. Looks like they made some substitutions along the defense just to make sure they have the personnel that they want out there. But again, if you look at this defense, you look at those overhangs, you look at the the middle safety, that free safety that plays in the middle of the field there for Kakana, those guys are the uh, the straw that stirs the drink, and they have played one heck of a football game so far. Schovald back in at quarterback with Ott right behind him. Schovald will throw to Ott, and it's incomplete. Just trying to get it out in that swing of a route by Ott, and it was incomplete off his hands. Yeah, they threw to the, put the trips to the field, single receiver to the backside. Oftentimes, you're gonna get a one-on-one -on -one matchup with that back out of the backfield. Uh, but again, it could, you know, beat a dead horse here, guys, but that's arguably the two best players they have on defense are those two overhangs. Most disciplined players, and that's who was in the one-on-one -on -one matchup. Defended Ott well, couldn't catch the pass. Started with two wide receivers to each side. Brought one man in motion from right, right to left. It's a handoff to Evan Ott, and Evan Ott is going to be brought down after a gain, a fair gain of about five or six. They think they got it. It's really close here, Tony. Holy cow. Oh, they're saying fourth down. Fourth and one is the call. They're at the five-yard line. play of the game that could be this could be At the turning so point far. it feels like if you're west of here this is either going to get stopped or you're going to get to the end zone yeah so the ball looks like it's on the far side of the five yard line so it's less than a yard that they're going to need but boy the big kakana d line is in right now for this play lemurand is the lone whiteout on the left side showvald is under center and we're going to get another time out kakana West appear. All right, we'll take it with them to set up this fourth and one, 13-0 on the Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. Fast Science High School Game of the Week. Tony Giordano, my partner, is John Dinsey. 13-0 is the Kukana lead, but West appear with eight minutes, 15 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, has a fourth and one at the five-yard line of Kukana. They're five yards away from putting their first points of the game on the board. But if they don't get anything here, then it goes to Kukona. Run behind that offensive line. You yeah. got one of the best old offensive line coaches in the state of Wisconsin, and Steve Ellingson. He, he's trained those guys for this position. Put the ball in your running back's hand, follow those guys, get it in the end zone. Evan Ott, direct snap, it's a jump pass, and it's going to be complete in the end zone. West up here with the trickery. The first touchdown of the game for the Phantoms. What a play call by West Appear to tack on their first points of the ball game. Uh, Coach Ellingson has got putting the one finger up in the air, cheering right now because his offensive line took the Kakana defensive line into the end zone practically. They're the ones that almost defended the pass. Amazing uh, Tim Tebow play there, little famous <laughs> Tebow play. Yeah, I actually Florida. thought I actually yeah. thought I was going to throw it out of the end zone. 
great catch, an amazing job keeping his feet in bounds, or one foot at least. The extra point is end over end and perfect. And John, what has been a shutout being pitched by the Kakana defense has come to an end with 8-12 left to go in the fourth quarter. It's a 13-7 ball game. And you know, momentum's a real thing in sports as it's starting to change here. Kakana has to do a lot to, again, they want time of possession. They have to continue to do that here. Listen, football, sports, moment is a real thing. And when you have tradition like West Pier has, Kakana has, has established recently, right? No, you're not out of any game, and there was no way West Pier was going to lay down and let this game finish the way it had been. That touchdown puts them right back in it. Uh, getting interesting now for the last uh, 8 minutes and 12 seconds, Tony. Yes, it is. And, by the way, you have to give credit where credit's due. That was an impressive drive and possession all together, put together by West Pier, all without Andrew Bumgart, by the way. And we talked about it coming out of the half. I mean, one of the keys we said coming out of the half is West Pier had to find and identity offensively. Ironically, it's the Andrew Bumgar package <laughs> with Evan Ott playing tailback. And, you know, Evan's ability to obviously play a little Tim Tebow helped get the touchdown as well. I don't know which coach that is on the sideline that is cheering right now for West Pier, but he's firing me up right now. <laughs> the, I got some of, some of my Rebels coaches that are listening right now, and uh, if they saw this guy on the sideline, They'd probably pick on me because I look just like him on tape, but <laughs> he's firing me up, just running up and down the sideline. Bringing the coach out of you and this. Wow, what an impressive wow. kick through the end zone into the, <laughs> into the wind. Kakona was set up with everybody, almost like it was going to be an onside kick and one return man, and he kicked it out of the end zone. Impressive kick there for uh, West Pier. Kakona will take over. Yeah, and he slowly kind of jogged over like, I haven't kicked the ball much today. <laughs> he's still kind of... Uh-oh, he looks like he pulled something oh. after he kicked it. They're what? stretching his foot out right now. Maybe a bit of a cramp, huh? Uh, for sure, because he could not run over to the sideline after he kicked that ball. That's Brandon Schaefer being looked at, the kicker. He's just having a teammate help him out, so it doesn't look like anything too serious. But Kakona will take over, working from our left to right. One wide receiver on the right side, two to the left. Kinchelow is the running back. He'll get the handoff, and that'll be stopped right away. There's your momentum, a little bit of juice now. So tight end fullback, this time single receiver, stays to the tight end side, give him those extra blockers. The tendency would say from what you've seen all game is that's where the run is going. They use those receivers as extra blockers. Now, what I would expect is Kakana, when they call that play next time, just let the quarterback read it. As that defensive end bends down the line, quarterback's got a lot of running room to keep that ball. Three wide receivers on the right side, one to the left, shotgun formation, fake handoff to Kinchelow. Dorio looking right side, side keep himself. Good pass rush from West Pier initially. Dorio turned it into a positive game, but not by much. It'll be third down. Again, we talked about it on the last drive. The tendency has been when the tailback is to the single receiver side and trips is to the field, it's been pass plays, and that fake of the run did not affect the West Pier defense at all. They stuffed it out, and here we are, third and long. Momentum, momentum on the West Pier Phantom sideline. Third and eight, ball at the 22-yard line. Now under seven minutes left to go in this game. 13-7, Kakana on top of West Pier, but a big third down here 
Two wide receivers on the right side. Shotgun formation. Dorio looks right side. But the play is going to be blown dead time out by Kakana. We'll keep it here. Interesting. Uh, for a big third and eight, we'll keep it here to take a second to remind you that speeding and reckless driving are leading causes of injuries and deaths on Wisconsin roads. Whether you're an athlete or spectator, control your drive on the roads to keep all travelers safe. Don't speed. Don't be reckless. Zero in Wisconsin. Together, we can save lives. John, it's third and eight from your own 22. You have a six-point lead with under seven minutes left to go. What's the play call here? Well, I think the reality is, is Coach Vinsfield's going to be aggressive. I mean, he's gone for it, you know, two fourth down situations where I probably have questioned him more than we have questioned him. And they've executed both times and, and been aggressive. So, you know, what they were going to do there is is ultimately off the play fake. They were taking the Twins side RPO pass. It'll be interesting to see if they come out in that same look and see if they try to attack, you know, with the pass down the field. They do have the wind. Um, but they've really been controlled in their passing game all game um, and really taking shots down the field more than concept throws. They are in a different formation than they were before. Weinberg and Hall to the right side, one wide receiver to the left. Shotgun, handoff is going to be faked. Dorio keeps himself, works towards the left side. He pushed out of bounds right around the 25-yard line, and that's going to be shy of a first down, fourth down coming for Kakona. Yeah, I think that was the right call. I mean, ultimately, what we had said is if Dorio can keep the ball off of that read look, he's going to have some running room. And he, and he did. He had some running room. But it was a different formation. It was a different look. They wrapped fullback around to lead block for him. So the advantage that they had the last time they ran that play, they, they no longer had based on the formation they ended up in. Showing a punt formation here is Kakona. It's a bad snap, it's through the hands of the punter. He's gonna try to get this one off, it's a bad punt. Not gonna get much of anything. They're gonna touch this down at the 39 yard line in Kakana territory. You talk about who is gonna make the least amount of mistakes and it's a bad snap. It was a high snap through the hands of the punter. It's a cold night, a cold football, cold hands. Wasn't able to bring it in. He did get the punt off at least, but it wasn't very good. That's where West Appear will take over. I, I said gray hairs, man. Special teams <laughs> coordinator. These plays give me gray hairs. I don't, I don't have a lot, but they all came as a college football coach. Listen, the, it, whether the ball goes through the punter's hands or not, the ability to get that punt off and pressure was a huge play. Kakana's defense has to say, hey, they're not in the end zone yet. Let's get a stop. Let's keep them out of the end zone. First play of the drive. Chauvald spins out towards the right side, looks back left. Pocket is going to collapse, and he just throws it out of bounds. I don't think there's intentional grounding there because there's a couple wide receivers in the area. He was in the pocket. It got past the line of scrimmage, so regardless, he's, at, he's okay. Again, I, I understand conceptually what they do. They're really good at what they do, but the, the throwback screen, the throwback pass, the leak look that they just did, it's not going to happen. Uh, Kakana is too well disciplined. Again, I, I sound like a broken record, but uh, play was snuffed out. Kakana stays home. Great job by the defense. Now we're in a second and long. See what West Appear comes out with. There was a penalty there, Tony. Five yards. Good call. I did not see. I didn't even see 
a flag. But regardless, uh, they will back him up to the 44-yard line. Maybe man downfield, legal man downfield. Uh, that could be. This is a screen play. Yep. So it'll be first and 15 now. Showvald, handoff to Evan Ott. Ott with a full head of steam through the left side will be brought down ahead of where the initial line of scrimmage was. It's going to be about second and seven. Yeah, and I love it. Trips to the field, single receiver to the backside. They have had success early in the game, first drive of the game when they move the ball effectively, running zone, running stretch out of those spread looks. The, in my opinion, if you're going to beat Kakana and beat the Kakana defense, you got to spread them out. You cannot run right at them. Um, I know it worked on the last drive, but get Evan Ott in space. Give yourself a chance. Final five minutes of this game. 13-7, Kakana leading. But Westapier has the football in enemy territory at the 37-yard line. Second and eight. Showvald back to pass. Looking right side. Will throw right side on a cross route here from Lemerand. Lemerand is going to be knocked out of bounds ahead of the 30-yard line. They're going to mark him all the way up to the 26-25. That's good enough for a new set of downs for the Phantoms. Yeah, great way to attack this defense. Crossing routes, crossing routes, crossing routes. So they run to the trips receiver's side vertical routes, out routes, basically flood that side and then bring the single receiver across. And ultimately, Kakana does a great job matching up the trip side, but they just don't have an extra guy for the crossing route. Big gain, first down, West Pier. Clock is stopped right at 445. Direct snap to Evan Ott. Ott will be hit right around the line of scrimmage. Maybe lost a yard there. Clock continues to tick. I got confirmation. Thanks, Jeremy Doby. Appreciate it. It was an eligible man downfield. So ah. The YouTube channel apparently is helping us out, Tony. All right. If you're yeah. West Appear here, you got to think about, you know, you don't want to leave Kakana with too much time if you do indeed get into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I, ultimately you got to get in the end zone, right? So yes. I'm worried about the play calls that I'm making. I love, I love going to some more of these spread looks like they are because I think that's where you're at an advantage. Choval throwing towards the end zone intended for Schmidt. There's contact. I don't see a flag. It's incomplete. Nathan Schmidt is as good as you're going to find at that position. I mean, he is an absolute star playing in the middle of the Kakana defense. Maybe a little bit early around where his hands were on that inside post by the receiver for West Appear, but too close to make a, make a call there. Schmidt on Schmidt. The defender was Schmidt. The receiver, intended receiver, was Carter Schmidt. Well, now I'm confused. <laughs> Yeah, watching those Kakana safeties right now. Look at them communicate with each other. Look at them line the defense up. They both look like thoroughbreds out there on a high school football field. Adam Lamers, the wideout to the left side. Schovald gives the handoff to Evan Ott. Ott a full head of steam up the middle. Is that good enough for a first down? It will be. West Pier keeps the clock churning with a new set of downs. Just trust what you're seeing, Coach Grison. Spreading them out is giving you an advantage. It's putting their athletes in space. It's allowing you to run downhill. He's using more spread formations, running inside zone. And when you put Evan out in space, he is too talented to not get the yards they need for the first down. Three minutes, 30 seconds remain. Direct snap to Evan Ott right up the middle. Won't get much, but positive yardage. No, but what it does, you know, again, I don't love again attacking the Kakana defense by condensing them the way they are 
But what it does is it gives them a different look. It gives them a different aiming point. It gives them a different formation. Makes the defensive coordinator have to have a different call. Sub like he's doing right now. So what's going to be interesting to see how Coach Grayson decides to attack now. Knowing we've got to put the ball in the end zone as the clock continues to tick, tick down. Clock will be under three minutes by the time this next snap takes place. Evan Ott. We'll get the direct snap. Man in motion from right to left side. Ott keeps it himself. Following him as the lead blocker. Ott working towards the left side will be brought down for another small gain. It'll be third down coming. Listen, on almost every team West DePure plays, with those two fullbacks leading, the jet motion guy leading, having three lead blockers on an outside run, that's going to be a touchdown. But with the way Kakana flows to the ball, how those safeties fit, how the overhangs force the ball back inside, it ends up being a one-yard gain with three lead blockers and Evan Ott following them. Pretty amazing stop by the defense there. Third and seven from the 10-yard line. Two minutes, 10 seconds remain in the fourth quarter. The wideout is Lemerand on the left side. Direct snap will go to Ott. Ott working left side. Ott behind a block of Lemerand will be brought down. Another short gain shy of a first down. You see, interesting where they spot it here and see how close they are. I mean, obviously you have to go for it regardless. There's a minute 48 left, but how close are you? And I think we have a timeout. We're going to take it with them. 13-7, a big fourth down coming on the Fast Science High School. Game of the week on the score. Fast Science High School, game of the week on the score. This is the ball game, John. Fourth and three, West appear with the ball on offense at the eight yard line of Kakana with 1.46 on the clock, 13-7 ball game. Kakana has one timeout, West appear has one timeout. All comes down to this. Yeah, it looks like Kakana base defense, you don't see, uh, <laughs> you don't see the heavy D-line coming in right now. Be interesting again to see how West Depeer decides to attack. I do not see Duke Joe. The energy rises. The entire stadium is on their feet for fourth and three from the seven. Evan at the direct snap, working left side, pitches it back, and it's on the ground. Kakona recovers. Kakona recovers. 141 left, and Kakona recovers. The game on the line, and the play call was a direct snap to Ott, who intended to pitch it back to Lemerand, and that connection, that swap of the football was not clean. It was put on the ground, and Kakana recovers at the 12. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, the look that they had been running on the power, the fullbacks go to the strong side. When they run that reverse look, they actually ran that same look on the last play, Ott essentially is going weak side without the lead blockers. This time he tries to flip it back. As I had mentioned, guys, the entire game, the reverse stuff, the trick plays, the stuff like that, it just, it's hard to execute against Kakana. As he is trying to give the ball to the reverse player, the overhang is standing right there to defend the play. I mean, there's just, there's just not enough, um, there's not enough room to make the play. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So, unfortunately, um, that's going to probably spell the end. 
Kakana with a run play on first down makes it second and seven. West Superior uses their last time out. And you got about two more plays in you, maybe three, uh, maybe two. You got to try to force a fumble. That's your only shot. It. It's going to take a miracle at this point. Yeah, and, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great drive, right? It, they had found some momentum on the last drive. Really, like we had said, they needed to find an identity. And, and Ott, whether it was in, in those spread formations or condensing it, running the Wildcat stuff, became that juice that they needed. And, you know, I think ultimately at the end of the day, it just becomes trying to do too much to try to put the ball in the end zone. And, and, and that's what happens when you play great defenses. They put so much pressure on you that you try to sometimes get outside of what you're comfortable doing and overthink sometimes. And, you know, Coach Grison is a great coach, runs a great program. I would never question his play calling, um, unlike maybe some of the fans that were yelling after the play call. But um, just hard, hard to execute in those situations. Run play working towards the right side. Big hit. But Kakana was able to hold on to the football. Final 90 seconds now. Clock will not stop, but it is third down. Third and four, third and four from the 18-yard line for the Ghosts. Galloping Ghosts, that is. We know that because we saw the, the horse come in earlier to mm -hmm. hand the football to the yep. refs. You know, that, that's an interesting thing. I haven't seen that before. That exchange, similar to the one we just saw for West of Stapir, was also not clean. It was fumbled. You're right. Yeah, it was fumbled. Ball was yeah. on the ground. I don't know if we blame the ref or the horse on that one. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Ref doesn't get a chance to practice, I would right. say. Right. Not a lot of mesh between the, the horse and the ref normally. Another handoff here, and it's not going to get much. It'll be fourth down. Clock is at 45, 44, 43, the way we see it now. You know, you had said this, Tony, in the first half. But just think about the sequence of events where Kakana and West appear back and forth, kept using those tight end or using those timeouts. And look where we are now, right? In a position where they can't stop the clock and unfortunately can't continue the season most likely because that miracle you were asking for, I just don't see it happening. Final 15 seconds. I think Kakana is going to take their timeout as they're going to run this clock down as far as they can. Again, you can't see a play clock on the scoreboard at this level. They stop the clock, final timeout at six seconds. And we saw this play, I don't know if you watched the Packer game last Sunday in Denver, but the last play of the game, Russell Wilson, you know, there was about there was six seconds on the clock, yeah. and he just scrambled as long as he could and just threw it as far as he could out of bounds right. and ran out the clock. Do you see something similar happening here? Well, I mean, ultimately... You know, what I don't want to do, like uh, Sean Payton didn't want to do, is he didn't want to line up and try to punt the ball right. and put him in a chance where, you know, there's a Deshaun Jackson situation there and ran back for a punt or gets blocked. Like or a, or a Michigan situation. Or similar to the last punt attempt where Kakana goes through their hands and then you have a disastrous situation. You know, the, the reality of it is, is I'm going to snap the ball, I'm going to take it, and the quarterback should run the ball into the end zone, right, and take the safety, if nothing else, just to run the clock up. But six seconds burns pretty fast in this situation. So when the ball is snapped, that's what the quarterback does, re you know, retreats into the end zone, takes the safety. It should run the clock out. Six seconds remain. It's fourth and fourth from their own 18 for Kakana. Trying to get revenge on the team that cost them a chip. 
for the state championship game last season here in level two. It's always interesting me, to me in these situations when the team's such a shotgun team, right? Maybe they go under center for the first time or things like that. You know, like you put yourself in a position like one bad snap and this all can turn real quickly. So they did put one second back on there. It's now up to seven seconds. Dorio is back there. He's just going to run straight back and throw it. It's going to be a complete pass with two seconds remaining. And the clock is, there's going to be time for West to peer here. What? Again, if you get sacked in the end zone or you run out of the end zone or you throw the ball out of the end zone, You're it's okay. a safety. You're okay. You know, we've talked about this the whole game. In big games, Every mistake is magnified in this situation. And that is just not a mistake that you can make with one second. And remember what you said. One second was added to yes. the clock. Yes. At home. Yeah. Right? We're in Kakana. And that one second is all that is on the clock for West Appear here to see if they can make a miracle happen on the road. One second remaining. West Appear will have one offensive play. They're at the 10 yard line. The crowd is on their feet. This is the season for each squad. Who will move on in the playoffs? Duke Schovall, the quarterback. Two wide receivers to the left. It's Schmidt and Lamers. The snap, Schovall back to pass, looking towards the end zone. It's thrown incomplete. Kakana survives. Kakana moves on! Almost a disastrous situation. Keyword is almost. Kakana will survive. Kakana, you know, ultimately ends up rushing, getting some pressure, forces Shoval off the spot. And by doing that, unfortunately, he doesn't see the crossing route that came across the inside safety's face that was probably open, almost ends up hitting Ott out of the backfield, but because of the movement in the pocket, Ott had just turned around. Ball looked like it came off both hands, looked like it hit both hands, but not in a position where he was gonna be able to make that catch. And if he does, probably scores. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I can't I, believe <laughs> that we just saw that situation alone. I. I, I I, I have absolutely shocked based on the quality of the coaching staff, the situation. I guarantee Coach Binsfield walked them through that situation. And, and again, the quarterback for Kakana, Finley Dorio, is one of the best players in the conference, let alone the Fox Valley. It just, you get to the position that when the bright lights are on and you get put in a tight position like that and Maybe the coach explained to you what to do. You forget what to do. And luckily, luckily, right, Kakana can survive what could have been a monumental mistake. I mean, that is. I've never seen that in my life. You're absolutely right. Okay, so you have a six-point lead. Just run the ball out of the end zone. Scramble around for a bit and get in the end zone and take a sack. Throw the ball, but you do not pass down the it, field. And the challenge is, right, I mean, they, they designed a play right where you know, they were trying to get a guy that would be open and look like kind of a run-pass option type scenario. But the reality of it is, is, you know, I'm sure as the quarterback's seen pressure on him and he's right around the goal line, 
He's like, well, I can't take a sack. Well, the reality is, yes, you can. Right? In fact, you want to take a sack there. In the end zone, it's going to be a safety. If the clock runs out, it's over. Just continue to get to the back of the end zone and run around. And luckily, again, none of it is going to matter if you're a Kakana fan. If you're a West DePure fan, you're thinking to yourself, holy cow, we almost escaped with a miracle because we were handed that situation. And here we are, um, Kakana down on the field celebrating. West DePure, the season is over. And ultimately, another classic, <laughs> I mean, of the, this rivalry that started to form over the last couple of years. Well, don't go anywhere, fans. This indeed was the Fast Science High School Game of the Week, but we have the pre, the, excuse me, the post-game show where we will wrap up here tonight and then preview next week what's coming up for Kakana as they survive West DePere's fourth quarter comeback attempt. Let's take a break and bring it back for the post-game show. 13-7, Kakana wins on the Fast Science High School Game of the Week on the score. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.